Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. We're really fortunate to have uh, a guest to today who's uh, a serious up-and-comer in this genre. Um, he's a UK-based guitarist who's quickly defining himself as a musical force. Uh, his debut release on Trippin' and Rhythm Records in 2021 featured the song Arrival, which was one of the most added songs according to Billboard's Smooth Jazz Airplay chart. He followed up that single with the release of his CD, With Every Turn, which features 10 original tracks, uh, many of them produced by uh, fellow Brit Ali Silk. So welcome to the show today, all the way from the UK, Mr. Roberto Restuccia. Roberto, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Uh, We're excited to have you on today, and thank you for making time today. So I I have to tell you, um, as I was preparing for our interview today, I had your music playing throughout my house the other day, and I experienced so many delightful twists and turns and listening to your different songs. Nothing was the same. Everything had, it felt like there were little, these little, little gems and little Easter eggs and all of it. And I got to say, it just felt like your music filled the house with, with just happiness, right? So when you're, when you're creating your music, what are you going for? Are you, are you trying to, elicit a feeling from yourself are you trying to make the audience feel something are you following some sort of uh some following something well how what are you going for with your music you know i mean it's funny i think we all have um you know sounds in our heads where we all have sounds and, and um feelings within and i'm just trying to stay true i'm just trying to stay true to me and have it appeal in in the context of in this case like smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not really going for anything. I'm just trying to let things work out naturally. Yeah, you know? I'm just trying to be myself, you know, and um, hopefully people like it. Yeah, you know? that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's as far as I go with my thinking. Well, so far, I think people are liking what you're putting out there, man. I mean, this this year was your your big commercial debut, debut but you're not new to the musical scene. Um, I think sometimes people think that, uh, you know, artists just appear, you know, and you've been working yeah. in the in the industry for a while. Tell us about how music all started for you. Uh, music started for me, well, it's, you know, it goes, it goes way back, really, you know, to, to being just getting into the teenage uh, years. I mean, I always had a feeling for music, you mm-hmm. know, listening to music, you know, um, even, even um, you know, I remember even like being a young kid and, and being on my like BMX bike, uh-huh. you know, I'd, I'd be pumping myself along, you know, by, by you know, uh, beatboxing beats or like, you know, singing a song in my head to kind yeah. of make me go faster on my bike, you know, just, just stupid things. And I, you know, thinking back, you know, music was always a, a big part of it and you could always it would make me feel good or feel sad or whatever yeah um so it started way back then but it really started to take shape you know around sort of 13 14 um i was into like bands like um you know uh, guns and roses slash from guns and roses sure you can see i still i still have some evidence <laughs> um and uh you know and, and prince you know prince was yeah. a big 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 factor um, you know, and obviously, you know, there's people like George Benson and people like Ronnie Jordan. You know, I don't mention him enough. People like Ronnie Jordan. He really introduced me. Well, he didn't introduce me, but, you know, listening to it introduced me to, I guess, a smooth jazz sound. But yeah. with an urban kind of, you know, it, it made jazz acceptable for my ears. Yeah. 
at that, at that time, um, my palate wasn't very, you know, wasn't uh, as strong as it is now. And my ear wasn't as accepting yeah. of certain sounds. And the Ronnie Jordan stuff kind of allowed me to accept jazz in a more contemporary format, you know? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And I tell you, I hear... I hear blues and I hear funk. I hear jazz. I hear rock. All of those things in your music. Is there a genre or genres that inspire you more than others? Not really. I just, you know, I like anything that's good. You know, yeah. that's you know. I'll be honest. I tend to, I tend to gravitate towards um, just guys that that play from what I call the right place. Yeah, you know, you know, they're not trying to impress anybody. They're just themselves. The feet, you know, it's just coming from the inside. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be flashy for me. You know, it just has to come from the right place. Yeah. 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 And that's the guys cool. that, that I admire. Yeah. Know? Cool. 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 Well, let's take a listen to something that clearly came from the right place. This is uh, uh, the song that really set it off for you. This is Arrival.
All right, that was our guest today, Roberto Restuccia, with uh, the song Arrival. With with that being your first big release, Roberto, and you titling it Arrival, were you were you telling the world, "Hey, I'm here. I'm a force to be reckoned with now. Pay attention," or was it was it happenstance that that was a title? You know what? It's it's funny. You know, it was actually you know I'll, I'll let you into a secret here. Yeah, um, it was actually it was actually the arrival of of my daughter. Oh, you know? cool. I was waiting for the arrival of my daughter and it just so happened that it just, it just fit, it just fit the bill, you know, of like yeah. the arrival of me and it just, the whole thing. So it was, it was the arrival of, of a uh, new life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just happened to fit, uh, you know, just the, the right time, the right place. And it just, that, but that was the origin of the song is, is the arrival of, of a child. And what a, and what a cool, I mean, what a one to have that song, be you know really named uh, named about your child right but have that song then be something that really was is a catalyst for your career right exactly exactly it's timing you couldn't i couldn't have timed it better or you know it just it's just the way it came out yeah know? yeah yeah you couldn't ask for much more than that that's fantastic that's fantastic yeah. for you with you know you were having worked with Ali Silk. I know Ali produced a lot of the work on on your on your new album. Talk to us about that producer artist relationship and and how that all works with you. Yeah, I mean the the producer artist thing is such a it's such a different thing. You know, like being a you know a guitarist or a songwriter, it's it's great to you know to have that facility of, of getting your songs out. But there comes a point where where um, you need someone to shine, shine those mm-hmm. tracks for you and bring everything out. Producing is a, is a different game. You know, it's a completely mm-hmm. different game. Um, and I learned so much with Ollie. Um, the relationship there was, was fantastic. Um, Ollie has become a friend and he's just a killer musician himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he really, you know, what I loved about Ollie was he didn't try to put like, you know, a stamp on me he just let me be me and he just helped shine that's what he did he helped shine it and he was there to you know to to kind of sl- you know slap me in the face a few times if i did uh you know if, if i went a little bit left or a little yeah, bit right yeah you know, get back in line you know and uh, i love that you know and, and it was really great to work with someone rather than on your own it's nice to have another fresh set of ears yeah that can you know that can give you advice um or just steer you a little bit if needed yeah, you know? yeah. But we worked great together, and and um, you know, we, we kind of bounce. It was a bounce, the bouncing of ideas, um, and it was just a great. It was just a really great team, you know. And I couldn't be happier. How much do you think that matters in a song being a, just a good song or a song being a hit? Um, I think there's always like w- when you get people in a room, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of magic yeah. that happens. You can't you can't get on your own. You yeah. know, you just can't get, you know, and it brings something out of you that you wouldn't think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there is an element of like that. And I would like to explore that further in future productions with more people, more live, more, you know, a different way of doing things. But, um, yeah, I, I think it makes a huge difference to me personally. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So with COVID and all we've been through over the last almost two years now, have you had a chance to get out much and do many live shows or? No, no, it's been, it's been very frustrating. Yeah. You know, um, that's something that, I, you know, we're working on uh, with management and, um, you know, I, I'm hoping to get out to America, you know, um, 
And uh, that's what that's the that plan for next year is to come out uh, to you guys and, uh, you know, and see how that goes. I'm really looking forward to it. But nothing so far. COVID's ruined. It's ruined everything, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been. It's been a challenge. I mean, for everyone. And we have I know here in the States we're we're um, slowly getting back to some performances. You know, we had our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival back in October. I got a chance to go to the Louisville Jazz Festival in Kentucky, but it's still it's still very slow. It's still very slow. It's um the crowds are smaller, the you know, artists are, you know, like it used to be a big deal for the artists to sign autographs and sign CDs and stuff. Well, you just can't do that now with yeah. COVID. I mean, we're blessed to be able to have some shows, but it really yeah. is a challenge. It changed everything. What from you in your life, like what would you say? What kind of perspective did you gain during that period, that COVID time frame? What anything that you um perspective? You know what the the, the funny thing is, you know, it um it I mean it allowed me some time to to regroup, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and, and actually let me sink, let everything sink in. But I work I worked. I carried on working um you know, with with my album when it first hit, I was still, I was like, you know, I was close to finishing the album. Okay. And I, I was like, you know, this is not going to stop. This is not going to stop me, man. I can't Good. stop. Um, and and for me, it just it just actually just allowed me more time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so you know, the, the, that's the only that's the only positive I would say is that it allowed me more time uh, to kind of breathe and and kind of get it together. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So are there differences between I was having a conversation with uh, uh, an American artist, Julian Vaughn, um, the the bass player. And Julian was saying to me that he loves playing in the States, but he loves playing overseas. Um, And he was, you know, saying that the whole, you know, it's a whole different process. Have you. Do you tell me what the 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 smooth jazz scene is like, to your knowledge, in the UK and and. I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, to be to be frank and honest, I'm a, a newcomer really yeah. in the jazz side of things. And from what I can see in the UK, it's definitely a lot slower. And and there's to me, there seems to be less opportunity uh-huh. here. You okay. know, um, uh, so even even with some of the guys that are, are more established here, are in that same position. They're waiting to get over to America. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yes, it, it's it's pretty slow, and I would say that that um, it seems like the US is definitely the epicenter of of the genre, you know, yeah. uh, compared to the UK. So I would say definitely slower here by, yeah. by a lot, yeah. you know, yeah. which is a shame, you know, which is a shame. But it's just that's the way I see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think there's an there. opportunity to grow it there, though? To grow the genre there? Like, is that like I know, like here. The genre is oftentimes we don't have as much radio here, so a lot of it's festival based, right? And and yeah. show based. Do you think that opportunity exists over in the UK? I, I to my knowledge, at the moment, um, not that I know. I, I think okay. it, again, it's. I, I don't think it's a, a, a as recognized genre over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I don't know why that it seems to be very a small knit community of people here that that do that. Okay. Um, and I wish there was more opportunity here and, and more interest. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So let's take a listen to another one of your songs. This one is uh, Love Crazy by today's guest, Roberto Restuccia. 
All right. That was Roberto Restuccia with Love Crazy. So, Roberto, I understand that you were a painter before you became a musician. Tell us about your your artwork and your painting skills. Well, I mean, um, I, I was very much into art and um, very much into my, my path was was going down that road. And um, without going into detail, I hit like uh, a bit of a, a roadblock um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it really sent me. I was talking about this with somebody today, a dear friend, and I was telling him the way I, I explained my, my journey is like you're going straight uh-huh. and then suddenly a wall hits you in front of you and you have to do a sharp left. Okay. Okay. And that I, I would consider that very accurate of, of how I, my life has been is uh-huh. like straight, straight, straight. You know where you go in, boom, gate wall in front of you turn as quickly as you can. And that led me into like, literally I went from, from uh, almost doing a, a degree in art um, to the next day going to uh the the European famous ACM Academy wow. of Contemporary Music and it was a change it was a change like that and it, that you know without going into detail we'll be here yeah. all day yeah yeah, um, yeah but uh yeah and it was it was that it was I went from that straight into music and without any musical knowledge I, I managed to get into an academy of contemporary music and then I learned my craft there well, I didn't learn my craft there I, I learned um I learned the jargon and I learned how to put things together more and a okay. bit about the side of things. Um, but I was playing guitar and music, music, sorry, I was playing guitar and doing art at the same time. Okay. But art, art was where I was thinking I was going. And as yeah. I said, hard left and uh, here I am today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is, are there things that you have taken from your time as a painter that impact how you go about making music? Um, I think, you know, I think everything's interlinked, you know, it's funny because, you know, I use my understanding of like, you know, discipline, just, just having a discipline, you know, you can use it in anything you can use it, you know, in everyday life. And I think that, um, I don't think I learned my discipline with art. I think I learned, um, my discipline more with music. Okay. You know, of having to sit, you know, having to sit and work at the craft and, um, it's, it's very, um, it, I think to be to be better at music or anything, you've got to take a hard look at yourself, and you've yeah. got to look at yourself and go, "You're good at this, and you could improve, but yeah. you're terrible at this. You definitely have to work on that, you know." And um, so that that's what I've tried to do, and I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and I just try to excel my strengths and try yeah. to make them as best as they possibly can, you know. And I think that's a really good point. I, I, I think, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll, there are a lot of people that haven't got quite gotten to that point of being able to identify their real strengths and weaknesses and then be honest with themselves about where, what they're good at and what they're not good at. Right. Exactly. And, and once, I think once you get there, that's a bit of a liberating, uh, liberating place to be in your life. And cause you do know where to focus and how to focus or where, how you, where you need to put more effort, you know? You know, another thing I would say, you know, is, is limitations can be good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, like it, I mean, if you, if you, um, I'll give you an analogy, right? If you, if you kind of, if you know you only have two colors to work with in a paint, you know, you're painting and you mm-hmm. only have red and green. Yeah. You only have red and green. So make something with red and green. Yeah. You know, yeah. it might not be your first choice, but do something creative with it. If that's all you have, then do that, you know? And that's the way I look at things. So I, I, I see things as a limitation can be a strength you know yeah. as well 
the same way as like, you know, if you if you have like many colors, where where do you start? You know, you've got all the colors at your disposal, but you, you can't use all of them, you know? Yeah, right, so, right, right. You know, so I, I think limitation can be a good thing if you understand it and know how to use it. Yeah. So as a as a newer artist to the scene and someone who's beginning to make that name for yourself, like how much time are you putting into into your craft on a daily basis? I think some people think you pick up the guitar and you just play it. Right. So like how much time do you spend practicing and 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 preparing and all that kind of good stuff? A, a lot. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, I mean, uh, I would say sometimes it's unhealthy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's every day. I mean, it's every day I'm working on something, you know, and, yeah. and it won't be the same thing. Sometimes it's just, you know, I'll be working on the craft of my songs. Mm-hmm. And I'll, have, I'll have an idea and it can be a curse as well. You know I mean? Like sometimes yeah. I've been known to get up in the middle of the night, two, three, four in the morning. And, you know, I have an idea in my head, you know, um, and, you know, or I'm dreaming of some kind of, you know, humming some kind of tune and uh-huh. I don't, I don't want to lose it. So I'll, I'll come down and, and uh, I'll either hum some really bad vocal in my phone, <laughs> you know, half asleep um, or I'll come and try and get the riff out and, and you know, put it on, you know, put it on my computer or okay. whatever. So um, or sometimes I'm like, right, no songwriting today. Um, I'm just going to jam all day and I'm going to work on chord progressions. And I'm going to try and maybe work on classic chord progressions or jazz standards or, okay. or if I'm having, you know, I'm blue, you know, bluesing all day, you know, yeah. uh, or whatever. Um, so yeah, it just, it just varies, but I'm always working on something always every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a part of the, the music making process that you prefer over other parts? Music making pro- process. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Oh, there's nothing that beats like, when you know when you get an idea and it and it comes out the way you you envisage the idea and yeah and, and then it feels it's the feel good if it feels good then you you're getting somewhere you know yeah. you could have something amazing if it doesn't feel good to you know to me if you I chuck it in the bin you know and then it's gone you know it has to feel great and that that's more than anything for me the feel of the song and the vibe of the song more than being, you know, crazy across the guitar, like a shredder, you know, uh-huh. um, I'd rather play two notes that feel good than, than a thousand that didn't say nothing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so Roberto, we have this segment that we do a fun seg- segment that we do on each show. It's called bout it or doubt it. So if you bout it, it's something that you like. If you doubt it, it's something that you're just not feeling. Are you, you up for playing? Yeah, man. What do All I say? Right. About it. Bout it or doubt it? All right. Yeah, I bout it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's do it. I if you bout it, get him up. I mean, you bout it, bout it. I mean, you bout it. We say you bout it, bout it. I represent. I doubt it. All right. So, Roberto, what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel to get your category, and then we're going to ask you a couple of bout it or doubt it questions. So, let's go ahead and spin the wheel. All right, Roberto, your category today is adventure. Mm-hmm. Bout it or doubt it? Scuba diving. Uh, that's doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Not man, a water I just, guy. 
No, I don't like, you know, ha, you know, I have to dry my hair. I mean, well, how am I going to do that? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's me out straight away, you know. Um, no, I'm not, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've never been a, a water guy and under, being underwater, that's like caving or water, that, that just yeah. you know, that, that freaks me out, man. I'd rather be on above, on the ground. Okay, you know? all right. Well, we're going to give you another category. Better doubt it. Bungee jumping. You're on the ground a little bit there, but not oh, completely. Man. Um, I, I, yeah, man, let's, let's do that one. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Have you ever done it? I, I haven't done, you know, it would be something I'd probably wouldn't mind trying maybe, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'd, I'd accept my chances more so on that one. You know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, sure be, I'm sure it'd be a thrill, you know, so, sure. so, so you got a little bit of thrill seeker in you though, huh? A little bit, you know, a little bit there, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a mad one, but you know, uh, you know, I think yeah, on the right day, if the wind's going at the right, at the right uh-huh. speed, uh-huh. You know, the, right, <laughs> the right temperature that day, then there yeah, you go. Man, I, I would give it a go. Yeah, you're braver than me, man. I, I don't think I would ever do that one. I think I'm just the opposite. I think I try scuba diving way before bungee jumping. So, oh, really? but I don't have the hair to worry about the judo. So, so that's a big concern there. That that's it. That's the that's the thing. That's the deciding factor. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell in listening to you and talking to you, your your musical tastes have been pretty eclectic. What are you listening to right now? What's it playing in your car or playing in your house right now? Right now? Um, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, actually, I've been listening to Grant Green, you okay. know, uh, jazz guitar player Grant Green. Um, you know, jazz stuff doesn't last too long in my car. It's, it's like, you know, I'm trying to absorb it. And yeah. usually, usually straight after a jazz CD, I go straight back to blues. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, it'd be straight back to, you know, just blues. It's almost like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, you know, you've, you, 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 you've cooked something or you're eating something and you've had too much, uh, too much savory food. Yeah. And now you need a sweet to kind of counteract what you just had. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I feel if I've listened to jazz too much. Um, I need something to to relieve me from the, all the notes and all the thinking and all the yeah. analyzing. And I just want to just play, you know, a blues is just a great, I just love the blues. I, the blues is my home. Yeah. Know, yeah. Who are some of those blues influences that you, that you listen to regularly? Um, you know, blues guys, I mean, it, it, it depends, you know, I like, um, you know, I like people like Albert Collins. I like people like, uh, Robin Ford, mm-hmm. I like Larry Carlton, I yeah. like, um, you know, more, up, more, I say up and coming, uh, you know, more newer artists like, uh, Kirk Fletcher. I've been listening uh-huh. to in the car. That's why I have that in the car right now. Okay. So uh, yeah, I, I love, I love, uh, I love everything, you know, it's just, it's, it's just as long as it, again, it feels good. I'll, I'll listen to it. So tell me, what was the last concert you paid to see? The last concert I paid to see uh, was was Prince. Was a Prince concert. I, That's I, I a pretty good at, one. Yeah, I caught him at the O2. Um, actually, I, actually, you know what? I didn't pay for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna confess it was, it was a cousin. My, my cousin. Um, uh, they were. She was gonna go with somebody else. You know, with a friend, and the friend couldn't go last minute. Okay. And she rings me up and she says, you know, hey, man, you, you want to go to a Prince concert? I'm like, Shit, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, when is it? It's today. I'm like, OK, OK, cool. <laughs> well, now let's, let's go. So I went to London and um, 
and saw Prince, you know, at, at the O2, and it was it was great. And I'm so glad I did. I'm, I, I really yeah. am. You know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and being able to catch his his work. So yeah, that was the last last concert. That's one of the most memorable concerts I've ever been to as well as the Prince show. And I got a chance to see him uh, several years ago. But man, you want to talk about just an absolute start to finish juggernaut, man. That The way he performed was was otherworldly. I mean, what a talent. I mean, yeah. you can't be Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So if you weren't doing music for a living, what do you think you'd be doing for a living these days? I, I, I think it's got to be something creative. I, I yeah. can't, I'm not happy unless I'm creating. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, I, it's just, I've got to be doing something creative. So I think that if, if I wasn't doing um, guitar, you know, you know, uh, music, then it would probably be back to the art. And I guess, okay. I, you know, I, I think it would be, be back to drawing or painting or creating in some, in some capacity. Yeah. Um, that I can't really see myself doing anything. This is the thing. I've got no plan B. I, I never yeah. have a plan B. Yeah. It's, Sometimes it's, that's a good thing though, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cause it's just like, you know, there's you, you the way I see it is like I'm doing this and I gotta try and make this work. That's yeah. that's right. I see, I see it as that. You know? Right, right. And yeah, I mean you get you that I think that's uh like you can't be successful at this without putting your whole heart and soul into it, right? Definitely. And yeah. I think sometimes I've talked to so many people that have talked about that very thing about, you know, having a plan B. But one of the thing that I've, things that I've noticed is that if you, if you have that creativity inside of you, that itch has got to get scratched. And until you, like I was talking to somebody, another artist not that long ago who was an accountant, but was just longing to play the horn and just, you know, play the um, uh, the trumpet. And at, at one point he said, you know what? I had to stop being an accountant because I had to love, I had to go with this thing that I loved, you know, and he's doing well in his career now. But yeah, I think that creativity is something that you can't suppress it. You have to let it be. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think having, having the opportunity, you know, helps, you know, mm -hmm. and, and getting the opportunity, you know, as well, you know, um, you know, I mean, if I, if I look back, and I've been I've been plugging away at this for for a, a while, you know, and yeah. uh, and there's there's no reward, at, you know, the reward is your own reward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And your satisfaction, but there's no monetary reward, you know, straight away, or there's no there's no, um, you know, you you have to have your own reward. Do you know what I mean? At yeah. the beginning, yeah. Yeah. That can be that can be discouraging. You know, I mean, there's been many times when I thought, man, should I should I be doing this? Sure. You know? Um, because it's like, man, I, you know, I'm you know, I, I've got you got family or you got house, you got bills, you got this, you got that. And it, it can be it can be discouraging. But for some reason, those guitars right next to me here, they they go, play me. Yeah. Play me. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I go, okay, I forgive you. You know, I forgive you. <laughs> and we're back to back to square one again, you know. So, so when you're not playing those guitars, what do you do to unwind? How do you, how do you clear your head? How do you reinvigorate yourself? That's a good question. You know, it's been, it's, it's been difficult with the COVID side of things. Because yeah. Of, you know, it's, um, and it's funny because, uh, you know, getting away, you know, so, so many people will have trouble, you know, picking up the guitar. And for me, it's like getting away from the guitar is the difficulty, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, it would be, you know, 
I I really like taking walks. You know, I, okay. I don't do as much as I I should do, but every time I go out, you know, it'd be like see, you know going somewhere where there's a beautiful view. You know, yeah. And just you know, you just feel it's the feeling you get. You feel alive. You know, you have the fresh air. You know, stuff like that. I, that really really clears my head, and I feel I don't know. I feel spiritual with it. You know, that's cool. Um, that's cool. So that, that would be great, you know, and just, you know, I like chilling with my, you know, chilling with my family really, you, yeah. know, that, you know, when you have, when you have kids and stuff, you know, it's, um, you know, they keep you busy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You busy, you know, uh, we're having, having younger kids, uh, they, they, uh, they tie you out, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> How know? old are your kids? Well, I mean, my, my little one's three. Okay. 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 So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, um, just, just, you know, they, they, uh, they do tire you out, but you know, it's, it's great. It's rewarding in a different, you know, completely different way. And, and, um, it's life, you know, yeah. it's life. It really is. That's a great yeah. point. It really is. And that, yeah, the family piece is a critically important piece. Um, I have kids as well and, um, you know, they, they consume you in a lot of different ways, but it's a good consumption, you know? You know, yeah. to be able to be a part of their lives and to be able to help shape their lives and things like that. It's a pretty cool thing. It is. So what would be something that fans would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm an 80s freak, you know. Okay. I mean, uh, I love, I mean, I, I, mean, I was born in the late 70s, the last year at 79. And um, okay. my childhood was, uh, you know, during the 80s period. And uh-huh. like the 80s period, I just, I'm just obsessed with, 80s things you know even 80s toys you know okay I, oh wow yeah i love 80s toys 80s anything to do with the 80s you know like the films that we used to yeah. watch yeah it just that that's a happy time in my life you yeah know? yeah um, where i had no worries no anything i was just you know i was just consumed by these these wonderful films in the 80s you know like uh you know i say like i said in an interview uh yeah big like big trouble in little china and, oh yeah Love those. I just love those. I don't know that they're, they're, some might think they're corny and they are a little bit corny, but I, that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, just it's just fun. You know? Right. Just, yeah. That's one thing I will say about the eighties. It, it was a fun decade. I know I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. I was in college in the eighties and that was the, we were the MTV years and you know, the music of the eighties was pretty cool. The time was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the hair was big. I had hair back then too, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, but the eighties was a fun decade. I gotta, I gotta agree with you on that one. I gotta yeah. agree with you on that one. Well, let's take a listen to a little bit more of your music. This is our guest today, Roberto Restuccia, with Every Turn. Thank you. 
All right. That was With Every Turn by today's guest, Roberto Restuccia. So, Roberto, I have a couple of questions that I like to ask all of our guests. And um, uh, the first of those questions is, tell me what your three favorite albums of all time are. Oh man, that's 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 a tricky one. I mean, I could cover, <laughs> I could cover that with just with just with Prince, really. You know, I, yeah, I okay. Someone else, I was like, hey man, the best of Prince. There you go, done, finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, like the best. I mean, I've got to say, you know, a print a Prince album. I mean, I, I like you know any any of the Prince albums. There's there's a gem okay. on there's a gem on every every album or more yeah. than a gem on every album. Um. So uh, I would say it's hard. It's you know that's, that's such a tough one. You know, but things that shape my life. I'm I'm going to say you know I'm going to go random here. Something a bit surprising. I'm going to say like uh, Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to put one out there, you know, just to go crazy and go go way left field here uh, because you know they they kind of just you know changed the shape of 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 the sound of what was going on. I mean, like absolutely. You know, little bands, you know, with a couple of guys in there, you know, with this, you know, dirty guitar sound really made people see that, you know, things don't have to be perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Produced, overly produced. So there's that. Um, uh, I've said Prince, any, any of the Prince albums that we call that one. And um, I'm going to say, what can I say about the next one? It's hard when someone asks you these questions. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It could it could be um I've got to say Guns N' Roses again. Guns N' Roses. Okay. Uh, app, you know, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Uh, so you can see no jazz there, you know, but yeah. these, are, these are the ones that go into my mind of like, you know, being uh, influential, you know, yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they stick in my mind, you know, the most. And, and I expect after the interview, I'll probably go, I should have said, damn, I should have said this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll stick with that. That's that's what's come out, you know. So. I, I got I got to tell you, as a this as as I ask this question of more and more artists, this ends up being a really fun thing for me. I put you on the spot, but then you bring to mind for me some album that I haven't heard in a while, and then I leave here and I go and listen to it. You know, <laughs> I was talking to someone the other a uh, couple weeks ago, and and they said Level Forty Two was one of their. Oh one of their favorites. And and I, I had forgotten all about level 42 get, again, being a kid of the eighties, being in college in the eighties. And I, I went home that day and that was the first thing I did was I put on level 42 and I was like, Oh wow. I rediscovered something. So yeah, I put you guys on the spot, but then I get to enjoy what you tell me. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so my other question that I like to ask is that you got a chance to invite any three people living or deceased to a dinner party. Who's coming to Roberto Restuccia's dinner party and why? Uh, you know, I, it's Prince. Prince yep. is coming. Um, you know, I, that would be just amazing. It'd have, I'm sure, some amazing stories. I'd like to kind of get into some of his secrets of production. You know, I'd, I'd pick his brain, you know. Yeah. Um, so that that would be great. Um, I would say, um, I'd say B.B. King. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure he has a few things to say. No know? doubt. No doubt. Um, and you know, let's go Elvis. Okay, huh? Let's go Elvis. You know, uh, again, you know, I'll, I'll go for the, I'll go for some interest there. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure there's uh, between those three. I'm sure you could get popcorn and just let them speak all night. 
and you would just be happy, you know, just listening to what they had to say. I bet that sounds like a pretty good dinner party and it probably would turn into a pretty good jam session afterwards, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. So tell me, what does the rest of 2021 and 2022 hold for you? What what plans do you have for your career? Um, plans for me um, is to really start thinking about the live aspect of yeah. Of- of uh of my career um i'm hoping for a few you know hoping for a few things here maybe um early next year if they get confirmed and maybe hopefully mid uh mid next year towards the end of the year throughout that time i'm hoping to get over to america fantastic uh, and and do something there you know if you know again if the opportunity arises and and um i'm able to do that that would be fantastic to do that that and then and obviously work on new I'm already working on new material and already speaking to people about the next the next thing yeah uh, um so yeah so uh, more music more music and and getting out and performing and, and making a mark hopefully good good well I gotta tell you man you're already beginning to make that mark and uh we we expect that you're gonna do nothing but continue to do that we we thank you for taking time to to chop it up with us a little bit today. We wish you all the best and continued success. And please let us know uh, if you are able to uh, make that uh, trip across the pond materialize because we'd love to see you live. What a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure, man. All right. All the best, Roberto. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.